Hi, I'm Coco. Hi, I'm Hannah. And we, and we are, are the, the Social, Social Girls. Girls. Or maybe not. Welcome back to the Social Girls podcast. Today we've got an exciting episode. We are chatting to someone who I've known for a very, very, very long time. Since I was probably like one, two, maybe. Yeah. yeah. So since <laughs> my whole entire life. She um has recently changed jobs due to many factors, which we're going to discuss in a little more detail today. So um, we would like to welcome Ella. How are you going? Good, Hannah. How are you? I'm good, thank you. And Coco as well, who I've just met. (laughs) What's been going on? How's your week been? What have you been up to? Uh, Not much. I actually got a new job last week, so that's the exciting news after some time off. But other than that, not too much. How's everything with you guys? It's good. I'm trying to think what's happened this week. I don't really know. Well, something on a social aspect that, Ella, we haven't even discussed in proper detail yet, and Coco's going to hate this, but the bloody Euphoria season finale. Oh, yes. (laughs) And now we have to wait till uh, 2024 for the next one. You're kidding. I've been trying. So Coco doesn't watch Euphoria. No. And I have been telling her you need to watch it. It is like unreal. It's very different to anything that I've ever watched and very heavy on multiple different topics. I was saying to Hannah, you definitely cannot binge it. No, um, you don't binge it. Because, yeah, you won't feel good after, especially the first season. I found the first season probably a little bit more um, confronting with things. But the season was definitely yeah. funnier, like a little bit more lighthearted in that respect. But yeah. it's actually like to watch it for the sake of um, it's got like a lot of good advice, I think, in it is actually really interesting. Mm. So anyway, let's um, roll into since we've covered all the important topics of the euphoria finale <laughs> this week. Obviously, I know a lot about you, but, you know, talking about your job, your previous job and mm. talking a little bit about work life balance and what that all meant for you in this job. Well, work-life balance definitely wasn't a part of the job. Um, I think when you are so fresh out of uni, you were just so naive to absolutely everything in sort of the industry. And I think with a degree like marketing um, is very different to a lot of things. And then the fact that you don't have to do any sort of internship or work experience so sometimes you're stepping out of uni and you're going straight into a business and you've sort of never experienced these things before I did have a job um, in a marketing role while I was at uni um, but I wasn't doing multiple sort of internships so I didn't really have a broad like perspective of what things should and shouldn't be like Um, and because I worked in an agency I had never done that before so I didn't really know what to expect um but yeah um definitely a shock to the system um particularly in the last sort of three months before I decided to leave um I think it was sort of around June July August and around pop time which yeah (laughs) so I could see it very clearly it was like peak you were like I could see you were very overwhelmed and stressed 
yeah, it was just not good timing. And obviously, Han, you know, with all the extra practices and all the extra commitments that you have to give to calisthenics around that time of year and yeah. training every weekend the entire day, I just ended up working 24-7, or at least it felt like 24-7. I just never switched off. Um, and I would, yeah, we'd have Cali on a whole day for a Saturday and then I would just be going into the office all day Sunday and sitting there by myself and trying to catch up or even just try and get ahead of work because I never felt like I was ever on top of anything um, purely yeah. just because there was so much that had to be done um, and it was never like um, I felt like I had to prove myself and like I want to be the best employee and I'm going to go in on the weekends and show them how good I am or whatever. Mm-hmm. It was purely I just didn't have time to do things during the week and I just thought, well, maybe if I just come in on a weekend, then maybe I won't be so stressed out during the week. Um, yeah. And that is something really that you did extra, like you're supposed to do Monday to Friday, I presume like nine to five. And you then picture yeah. on Sundays? Yeah. Oh, my God. But it wasn't even, like, 9 to 5. Like, it was all the time. Like, I would stay late. I'd go in early. Um, and I would even come home and just open my laptop and I would see emails and I would see my to-do list and I would just sit in front of, the, like, TV and yeah. just work, which is really bad because I set no boundaries for myself but I felt like I didn't know any better um and that was also kind of I don't want to say the culture but everyone else did it so I thought oh is this normal Um, yeah and then you start talking to other people and they're like no we don't do that (laughs) (laughs) we work on Sundays when we're yeah Monday to Friday so how your workplace like receive this do they give you advice to stop working all those hours or do they just say suck it up and and move on or was something it wasn't even discussed it it probably wasn't even really discussed at times it was acknowledged and they'd say don't work on the weekends but they'd be like the management would also be doing it themselves so then as someone who sits under them you feel obliged to have to do that as well um if I wanted to be any sort of successful within the business. Um, So, yeah, I felt like I didn't really, I had a choice, but I felt like I didn't have a choice Mm -hmm. as well. Um, Sometimes, yes, it was acknowledged and they're like, you came in, here's a bit of a bonus, um, which obviously I appreciated. um, But I always thought that maybe it was just a once-off thing. Um, I thought, oh, it's just really busy at the time. Okay, like I'll just... Mm-hmm. I'll just do it on the weekend. I'll get it done and then um, I won't have to stress anymore. But it was just every weekend, every week. And I just thought, oh, my God, when is this going to stop? And it just felt like it was never going to. Yeah. And how long were you there for? Uh, a year. So I started off um, part-time. I started part-time and then um, a couple months in, I, I went full-time. So, yeah. Damn, I did not realise that you were doing, like, Sundays too. I knew from talking to each week that you were, like, taking your, like, you know, work home with you and you were working until whatever time at night. But I didn't realise you were doing weekends too. That's crazy. 
Yeah. Sometimes it was like the full day, um, especially if it was going to be like a hectic week or it was a particularly busy month. Um, Otherwise, it was like a Saturday morning, just smash stuff out. um, And then or Sunday night, I would have the genuine Sunday scaries where I would be so anxious the night before that I would have to check all my emails and make sure nothing's bad has come up and it was really hard because all my clients were in my personal phone um so I just never and it was my personal laptop as well so I was just never away from it um at all everywhere I was work was with me um and it really didn't help yeah having all of your work in your personal contacts is not healthy separation (laughs) no you see those phone calls coming through all the time that would be so hard so when because I know this is hard for you because I feel like I would be very similar when was like the moment that you probably were like this is like not okay I need to do something about it um when I had a massive breakdown at work in a boardroom (laughs) and I was just in absolute tears and I was just sort of straight up going, I don't think I can do this anymore. And it was the week of our calisthenics competition. Um, Mm. So that was just not good fun. Um, They spoke to me and I did feel a little bit better. um, But I also felt like I was just, I wasn't sure if it was me being just overtired and maybe I just couldn't take it at that point in time. I felt like everyone else was and I'm like okay maybe I'm just tired and that's why I'm sort of breaking down like I am um but then I think it was about a month after that I was like no nothing's changed and I don't feel any better and I don't see it getting any better um and it was also hard because I didn't even really like what I was doing um I was basically like an account manager um for many many different clients um and what we were sort of doing and yeah what I what I was doing as well um I was not really interested um and I didn't see myself progressing in that sort of environment so that's kind of what helped me make that decision I had a similar breaking point so when I was in my first job out of uni I had the same thoughts is this normal is this just what people do people are (laughs) This is the norm. Fucking insane. I can't handle it. (laughs) And then I literally, like, bawled my eyes out, stormed out of the office. We're in the city um, on Grenfell Street. Stormed out of the office, bawled my eyes out, standing just in the middle of the path and and the CEOs. I was in, like, an organisation, so the CEO had to come down, find me, be like, what is happening? Why? Why is this? And he was just... (laughs) And luckily for me, it got better after that point. So steps were yeah. taken, people were let go. It was, it got a lot better. And I'm really sorry that wasn't the case for you. Because yeah. you should be able to yeah, it's, say something's wrong and, it should, and you should be able to get to an outcome an, from yeah. superiors. And that outcome not necessarily meaning to, to move on to something else. No. Yeah. No one should be expected to work 24-7. No. Especially at least not on a Sunday. <laughs> I heard something the other day about sprints and, and lulls, I think it is. Maybe lulls uh, not the right word. But yeah, yeah. you have the chiller times and then you have the busier Definitely. time. But for it to be like that for an entire year, it's pretty insane. Yep. 
So that's quite, kind of cool, though, that you were able to get to a point where you could stand up for yourself, I think, which yeah, would be pretty scary because I know that wasn't an, I mean, I spoke to you a little bit about it. Um, I remember probably would have been um, comp week when you were. In I think the- it was. Yeah, I remember <laughs> I was talking to you and I, you know, when you're talking to someone and they have the, the glassy eyes because they're just so like, like you weren't crying, but you just looked like, I'm just like, I'm done. I'm out. Yeah. I'm, I give up. Um, and so where, like, where are you at now? So that was what, like August last year, August, September? Yeah. Yeah. So I left my job. I had to give a month's um like notice when I put my resignation in so I left at the end of October um so yeah it's been about four months since I left um so yeah I've only had like one bit of a breakdown in terms of what am I doing why did I quit my job like did I make the wrong choice sort of thing probably about two months after, probably just after Christmas, I think everything happened so fast and it was just like, oh, okay, like it's November, I'm just going to chill and then Christmas happened and then it kind of gets to the new year and you're like, okay, well, what have I actually achieved in the last two months that I've left work? And um, I think I put a bit of pressure on myself to have it together quick, relatively quickly, um, but that definitely didn't need to be the case, um, yeah. I think. Yeah, it was kind of, yeah, January when I started talking to people and people start talking to you saying, have you found a job yet? And all, all these questions. And then you're like, oh, God. Sure, no, I haven't. By now? And everyone that I talk to as well is just like, like that is so great of you to acknowledge and to be able to like just make that decision um, and, and just leave a job without having something lined up and um that I was so brave to be able to do that and acknowledge how I was feeling and things like that. And you look back and you're like, oh, maybe it's not so bad after all. Maybe I did make the right decision, but definitely don't regret it at all. Um, And I also don't regret the experience as Mm -hmm. well. Like I feel like that was a massive learning curve um, and I'm glad that I had that. Didn't Not glad about how I felt. Like that was probably <laughs> the lowest I've ever felt in my life. Um, and people that were sort of coming into the company sort of at that time, I was like, I'm so sorry. Like this is not, you're not seeing my genuine personality. Yeah, I'm um, really day. <laughs> Like I'm actually really normal and <laughs> relatively happy person, but you were just not seeing that side of me. I'm sorry. Um but yeah, feeling a lot better. And now that I have a job sort of lined up um, to start in like two weeks time, um, feeling a lot better now. And I feel like I can breathe. And I know that I'm going to set those boundaries um, from the very beginning, because I feel like it's just a ripple effect of, oh, I'm just going to stay back and do this. And then all of a sudden it's been three hours or, okay, I'm just going to sit here on a Sunday and do this. It's not university. It's not homework that you're doing. It can wait yeah. for the next week or the next day. Um, yeah, just reminding myself of those things which I've been able to pick up on over the last sort of year. And at least I also know what I do and I don't like within a yeah. job. Yeah, um, true. So I've really found out what I don't <laughs> like. I'm still <laughs> on the hunt to find what I do like. 
but you've got so I'm fingers crossed <laughs> I also it's, it's so important that I don't put that pressure on myself which is hard and it's yeah. easier said than done to yeah I'm not going to find out the perfect fit for me straight away it takes a very long time and it's also okay to move on from a job if you don't really see yourself fitting there or, or sort of progressing um, any further. So at this stage, much better. You said that you don't regret it. Obviously, the really mm-hmm. down parts were not great. But if you were to like talk to yourself when you first got this job fresh out of uni, like what, would, what advice would you give yourself as to how to cope better? Um, I think it would be like you genuinely don't owe anything to anyone. Like it is a job. Um, and I felt, I don't know, I constantly felt like I owed my life to the business and this job. Um, if you don't like it, don't stay. There's nothing holding you back. It's not like school where you have to, you know, you have to keep going. You can't drop out of school. I mean, I guess you can, but <laughs> like, it's not something that particularly is a great thing to do, but like with a job, like you can, if you don't like it, don't stay. Um, yeah. Obviously, if there's things that you can work around with your boss or your manager and there are things that can be changed, then yes, that's okay. But if you genuinely don't like it and you're not happy, there is nothing holding you against your will to stay there. Um, and also, like I said before, like just setting boundaries and making sure you're taking breaks and eating lunch and things like that. Cause I know I wasn't, um, yeah. the days were just so fast. Um, and I felt like I was never getting anything done. And I felt like, I was like, is it just me? Like, am I just really slow at what I'm doing? But there was just so much popping up throughout the day and random meetings that would take way longer than expected. And mm-hmm. it just never crossed my mind. And I think I was so anxious and stressed that I never even had an appetite to eat um, which is bad which is obviously something that I acknowledged um, as to one of the reasons why I left but also I saw something recently and it was something along the lines of um, a relationship between you and a company or an organization is purely transactional you're offering them a service and they're paying you in return Um, it's got it's not to do with your loyalty to a business. Um, And that's hard for me because I am naturally a very loyal person. But at the end of the day, it is work. um, And it's important that you have a life outside of that. Um, And it's important that you've got hobbies and you do things that you enjoy and you have rest because at the end of the day, you're going to be a much better worker if you have those things. And I just felt like for me, um, I recharge the best for work if I get downtime and I have like a genuine sleep and I have just a chilled Sunday and I can just sit there and mindlessly watch TV, but I never sort of got that. Um, yeah. So I don't know. Hopefully that's some sort of advice. But so what yeah. are you doing now without naming the company or anything? What is your next role? What are you doing? It is just a marketing assistant role in another agency, which I told myself I would not go into an agency purely based off of that experience, but um, I knew someone that did an internship there and they really enjoyed it. Um, and I, by looking at their website and all their things, um, 
I knew it would be more marketing focused because I felt like I wasn't getting that in the last row. I was like, what actual marketing? Obviously it was marketing for, it was more digital marketing, um, which is something that I'm not totally interested in. It's more like the brand strategy, um, more communications, events, things like that, that I want to be a part of more. And I felt like in a marketing assistant role, I'd be able to broadly assist with all of those things as well. Um, and it is a owned by a female. So I feel like I'm going to get more of that nurturing sort of different environment. I just straight off from the interview, I felt a lot calmer. She was a lot calmer. Yeah. Um, so I feel like it's going to be sort of a completely different environment. So fingers crossed, <laughs> it's all good. Um, but yes. Well, you kind of touched on this a little bit, but what are some of your major fuck-ups lately? Uh, well, probably not lately because I haven't really been in, like, the work <laughs> sort of setting um, as of late. Um, probably, oh, I mean, in some interviews you say something and you're like, oh, fuck, why did I say that sort of thing? <laughs> not anything bad, but you just, like, overthink it after you've sort of had the interview and you're like, oh, my God, I have such a better answer right now. But that's, like, a small thing that sort of is popping up. So, obviously trying to manage so many different clients and trying to get through all the reporting periods and things. Um, I'm just going off of an, like an Excel spreadsheet. So um, things can get a little bit jumbled if you've been looking at it all day and I accidentally sent the wrong report to the wrong client. So I sent a client someone else's report, okay. um, which wasn't great. I had a slight panic. And at that time, I didn't know that Gmail has like the 30 second like recover um so if you sent it you can like retract the email um but at the time I think I only you didn't you know that no we didn't know that (laughs) (laughs) I'll try I'll try and find a way you do it but I didn't know that either um and it was like on five seconds and by the time you process that you've sent it it was kind of gone um so I just had to awkwardly say, oh, sorry, like this is this is actually your report. Um, please ignore the other one. Really hoping they didn't look because obviously it's got like, I guess, confidential like reporting stats um, in there. Um, I think they were very similar businesses, but I think they were in different states. So I didn't panic too much. It wasn't like it was like a relatively direct competitor or anything. We yeah. didn't normally work with a direct competitor, um, but... That was a mini freak out that I had. Um, and then calling a prospective client. Um, this is probably a bit like about this time last year because it was about Adelaide Cup Day. And obviously that's an Adelaide only public holiday. And I was telling New South Wales and Vic clients, have a great public holiday like on Monday. And <laughs> they were all like, huh? <laughs> and it happened to me and someone else. And I think the person I called picked up on it and they weren't a, like a client of ours. They were like a prospective client. And I was like, did I just tell like a potential new client, like have a good public holiday and it's only for Adelaide. Oh um, but luckily someone else did it as well. Like it was just kind of default <laughs> that happened and I didn't look, but that was, yeah, really embarrassing because it just was like crickets. They were like, huh? Uh, and I was like, have a great day, bye. 
I realized it didn't have public holiday. Like, yeah. oh, maybe I forgot about one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh my god! Damn it! No public holiday. There were so many little random things, but that—that's all I can kind of think of at this point. Yeah. I've tried to block out a lot of things that have happened. To be totally honest, um, so yes, they were. There were some funny things. Oh, I guess the report thing wasn't that funny, but. It was funny after. <laughs> All right. Lucky last question. How are you keeping social this week? I'm doing a, oh, this is one of my favourite things to do, is doing a catch-up, like, coffee and beach walk with friends. Oh, it's yeah. like, let's get a coffee, but let's also, you know, get some steps in. Um, and I feel like <laughs> it is so much easier to walk longer distance when you're just, like, engrossed in a conversation with someone. When I'm walking on my own, I get so bored and I'm like, oh, my God, I'm like looking at my watch and I'm like, oh, my God, I've only walked 1K and it's been five minutes and I'm kind of already bored walking along the beach sort of thing. Um, so, yeah, kind of just having a double whammy of catching up with someone and, and walking but also not having to spend that much money. As someone who's been unemployed for four months, that's really been <laughs> important. Um, <laughs> obviously, I've had savings and things, but if I can catch up with someone and only spend $5 on a coffee, I mean, that's that's pretty good to me. Um, and FaceTime as well. Um, you just forget how, especially um, I've got a friend that moved to Tassie. Um, so it's just nice to sort of be able to stay connected. Um, on FaceTime with her and feel like she's sort of still in Adelaide yeah. even though she's not here. I think yeah. I forget that she's in another state and I can't just go, hey, you're free tonight, let's do something. Um, so, yeah, those two things as of this week. Very nice. Very nice. We've had so much fun chatting with you today. Thanks for joining us at the Social Girls Podcast. We hope you enjoyed this raw and intimate chat with Ella, who is really just like every other person trying to find your career, but also looking out for your own self and mental health. And finally, make sure you follow us on Instagram at Social Girls Podcast and let us know what you want to hear next. Bye for now.